Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. Hi, this is Mark from Mark on Money, and today we are going to talk about your money mindset. And when you establish your financial future, it's important to have the right mindset in order to reap those benefits. We've got to talk about where we're at right now. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money. Uh, Mark Gills is here, Mark Certified Financial Planner. He's an independent fiduciary, 30-plus years experience. EFS Wealth Management's where you find him. EFS, the number four, the letter U.com is the website. Mark, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thanks. And boy, just uh, having a brief conversation before we got started here, uh, this is kind of right up your alley. We're talking about, you know, behavioral finance, and, and this is certainly something that you know a bit about. Well, you know, I do have a degree in it, if you want to, or not a degree, I should say a designation. Sure. So I've learned about behavior and what affects it and your, um, you know, how you react to different things, um, how to frame you know, your past experiences and your biases affect current decisions. Um, you know, so the, the designation that I've got besides my CFP is a BFA. And a lot of people don't know what a BFA is. I always tease people it stands for Big Friendly Advisor. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but it's really Behavioral Financial Advisor uh, is what the designation means. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, how do you feel about money? We're going to discuss finances and think about the topic of how does that all wrap around as you prepare for retirement or as you are in retirement and how do past experiences and biases affect how you make money decisions? Let's and that's really what behavioral finance is about. It's the emotional part of money. And money's not emotional, right? Not at all. No, I mean, it who really care. gets emotional about money? I mean, it's just money, right? Right, right. Yeah, you ever hear that? Eh, it's just money. 
It's only money. My brother used to say it all the time. Right. <laughs> Until you have some money, and then it's then it's real money. Then it's real money. <laughs> you are right. right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the 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 early influences on us and how it affects us even today, 30, 40, 50 years later. That I mean, this is something that this is a pattern, right? I mean, this this is this happens. It does. And um you know, so there's different things that um, we can talk about. Um, we can talk about negative mindset symptoms, um, positive money mindset symptoms. I think that's kind of a good uh, a good list to go through, don't you think? Sure, absolutely. So, so where, where do we start? Well, I think you know. Have you ever felt out of control? You know. Oh yes. That, that's that's kind of a negative money mindset symptoms but i think it's i think it's very well um i think it's very it's it's okay to feel out of control because i think you know the conversations i have about people that are out of control usually come something like well i just don't understand this i don't know you know what i'm supposed to be doing you know because it's it's complicated you know money is not simple and in today's world it is even more complicated than what it has ever been. Um, and I can say that after four decades of doing this, that um, I do think that in today's world, it's probably one of the most challenging times to, you know, figure out what's going on. So I understand the feeling of being out of control, but I think you've got to change that and try to be more, um, calm and i think the way that you do that is to be able to understand what you're doing and have it have a written plan that you understand and that is always my goal when i sit down with somebody and and i basically tell them hey my ultimate goal is is to take this um from a minutia of information and put it into a 30,000 foot view for you that you can explain to somebody else exactly what your finances look like and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to understand the minutia, but you have to understand the plan, what it is, why it's put together, how it works, and what's important to you in that plan and why it is personalized to you and the information is your information. And that's that. That is what ultimately gives us confidence and and feeling more in control as we go through the process. I think you know there's a whole generation out there that that is uncomfortable talking about finances. And I mean, I know that was in my house. My parents really never talked about money, so it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a difficult conversation to. It's not really a fun conversation. No, not to at do. all. I mean, whether you don't have money or you have a lot of money or or you know. Um, somewhere in between it's just something that i don't think is really talked a whole lot about probably because most people don't even understand what they even have and they have that feeling of uh, of not being in control so you mm -hmm. don't talk about stuff then right <laughs> that there you go you nailed it absolutely how do we get through that well again i think it's um i think it's just understanding that it's okay not to do those things but I think understanding what the ramifications of not having those discussions, I think, is important. I mean, so you have to really be open about finances. I think it's healthy. Um, I think, um, you know, parents talking to children about it, I think that's um, a healthy discussion. 
although it's it can be taken as well you're still trying to tell me what to do or um and you know sometimes that kind of thing comes into play too but i think if it's done the right way uh i think it's it's beneficial you know one of the things that we do that i think has helped um families along the way is is we have a family meeting and the family meeting is is not mom and dad running the family meeting but it's the advisor it's our it's our office it's our staff it's one of my associates and it's sitting down to the family and saying hey we just want to sit down with you and let you know where mom and dad are at you know we've worked with them for a number of years and you know usually mom and dad you know will say yes it's okay to share everything with you know the kids or not share all the specific details but you know, we sit down with them and say, hey, you know what, they have health care powers of attorney, you know, they have, you know, revocable trust, they have assets, you know, they have IRAs that you will be distributed to, they have, you know, strategies in place to protect them for health care expenses. Um, and, you know, usually the reaction, you know, is one of two things, or or both things, actually, is like, oh, you know, kids are like, oh, great, I, I you know, we never even talked about this. I'm glad we had this conversation. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, I, I didn't know mom and dad had this much money. Usually that's the conversation. We get. <laughs> yeah, that's a surprise for a lot of kids, huh? Right. And kids, and I mean, then, adults, right? right? Adult kids. Yeah, adult kids. Um, and then we have the kids, you know, leave the room or we have mom and dad leave the room. And then uh, and then we have a conversation with just the kids because. As long as mom and dad are there, the kids are going to behave a certain way, right? True. But without mom and dad there, they're going to say some things that that mom and dad, you know, they wouldn't say if they were in the room. And it's kind of and it's kind of um, you know it's kind of interesting to hear what the kids say. Uh, and then we always leave it open to say, hey, you know what? Whatever your concerns are, um, you can give us a call. Talk to me. You know, individually, this is my phone number. Here's my card. Here's my email. You know, if you have concerns, you know, because a lot of times if you have if you have two siblings and their spouses, you know, usually it's not a big deal. But once you get to that third sibling, um, it seems to get more complicated. And the more children there are, the more complications there are. And, you know, the phone call usually comes in. It's like, yeah, I just want to let you know that, you know, Johnny's wife, you know, Sophia, she's crazy, and she's going to cause all kinds of major problems, and you got to be watching out for her, <laughs> you know, or she, you know, something, something like that. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, or, uh, yeah, you know, it's just those. You get that phone call or that email from one of the kids afterwards that is, you know, hey, I didn't, I didn't want to say this in the group, or I had this question about this, or. Um, you know, it's just it's just kind of interesting what the dynamics are in family situations. Sure, but I think that, but I think, you know, that's just something that's beneficial to. I think the parents um, are relieved a lot of times because they don't know how to talk to the kids, and you know, we're just kind of, you know, un unemotional, you know, in it because we're just hey, this is the way it is, and you know, they can't really influence us at all. Because we're not mom and dad, so. right? Um, but yeah, so let's go back to you know 
some ways to have positive outlooks, yeah. you know, in terms of money. We always talk about, well, you know, you shouldn't do this or you can change this or these are the traps for that. Well, let's talk about what are some of the positive things. Well, that first, let me ask you this. Do. How important is it to have that that positive mindset when it comes to money? And I, I mean, I just think in life in general, the more positiveness, you know, more positive energy you can put out there, the better you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, being overly optimistic uh, yeah, isn't I a good thing. But no, yeah, having some pause so you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be, uh, you know, Johnny, stick my head in the sand and everything's good. Um, but yeah, you've got to be overly optimistic that things are going to work out. Um, my, my grandma always used to say, you plan for the worst, you figure for the best, mm -hmm. and you wind up somewhere in the middle. So I think that's the positive mindset. And again, it's, it's always, if you've planned for the worst and you're planning, figuring for the best, that's the optimistic way about your finances because you don't have to worry then. And I think you will be more optimistic because you've already planned for what you've heard me say over and over, you've already planned for the certainty of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then one of the other things I think that I've said many times uh, in conversations and my experience has told me that this is true is that being organized is so important. You know, you're willing to tackle challenges head on. You're willing to be organized. You, you, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's and check off your list for your finances, I think that that in and of itself um, creates a positive mindset about your money is getting those things done. Sure. And, and our job, and so here's why I think that people that work with financial advisors um, are more successful, make more money, uh, feel better about their money than people that don't is because we're pests. You know, we make sure you cross those things off your list because we have the list. And we're like, hey, you know, John and Sue, did you, you know, call the attorney today? Did you get your wills done? Did you get your trust implemented? Did you call your insurance agent? Did you get that liability policy updated? You know, where are we at with the insurance planning portion of this? You know, did you change your allocations with inside of your 401k? Did you do A? Did you do B? Did you do C? Because we have this whole list, and we're going to go through this list, and we're going to help you complete it. Not all at once, but over time, this list is going to get done, and we're the ones that are the pests that make sure that those people get that list completed. Uh, and and I think that makes a difference because people in er, inherently, right, are procrastinators. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. And it's, I'll handle it later, or I'll start planning eventually. That's what most people um, do. And it's that procrastination. Hey, you shouldn't be leaving $100,000 in your checking account earning 0%. Um, I'm going to keep pestering you until you do something with it, because it's costing you hundreds of dollars a month in interest. So why are you doing that? Oh, because I'm busy and blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. um, it's like, no, that's, you know. This doesn't make any sense. Let's let's figure out what's going on here, and let's get this this, this get let's get this money making something for you, versus making something for somebody else. Sure, that's a good example of what we deal with, you know, a, a lot right now because of where interest rates are at. People just are laissez-faire about where their cash is sitting, and they're not earning anything on it, and they're not really worried about it. 
Right, but you should be. But they should be. You know, exactly. I'll take the be. you know I'll take the five thousand dollars a year in interest then, and you know it's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, that's well, a little bit of a tangent there, but <laughs> well, no, it makes sense. And and I mean, I think we also have to get to a point where we're we're comfortable asking for help with our money, uh, and, and that really is why where you come in. I mean, you you make it very easy for us to to open up to you. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's that's right. Well, no, I'm. I know I can do everything. I'm the I'm I'm in control. You know, I don't need any help, right? Um, isn't that kind of some some people's attitude? Well, sure. You know, it's like I'll, a guy asking for directions. You know, <laughs> <laughs> pull that car over. Get some financial advice, would you? Yes, please. <laughs> right. And you know, I think all those things. Um, feeling hopeful is a good mindset. Being proud of what you've done. Um, it's kind of like you know, the um, um, the snowball effect of, you know, paying down your debt. It's called the snowball strategy, right? Sure, yeah. Where you pay down debt, you know, where you, where you, you know, start with a little bit and you pay it off and then, you know, it kind of snowballs onto itself and gets you good feelings about making progress. And I think that's, I think that's important. Um Right. Well, and again, you know, as you as we start to go through this and we start to have these conversations, um, I think, yes, asking for help, but also having a, a being solution, being being solution oriented. In other words, if we know there's a problem, we've come to you. OK, let's let's work on this together. And, and if you throw something at us that we've never heard of before, well, be open to it because you know what you're talking about. Right. And so you got a clip here that we're going to play. Oh, yeah. And uh well, you talk about a, the debt snowball. That was Dave Ramsey. That's what came to mind. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good time to play that. All right. Well, here he is on a budget. Because when you do your budget and you really detail everything out, very seldom are things as bad as they felt when you didn't know the details. Not knowing the details is a monster in the closet. The boogeyman is in the closet, and he's never really there as bad as you think he is. Now, some people discover it's worse than they thought it was, but very few. Okay, what what you agree, disagree, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, yeah, you know, me do I have enough money to retire? Well, have you ever sat down to figure it out? You know, or really, you know, I just going to have to work my entire life cuz I haven't accumulated enough money or, you know, again, you can't develop a financial plan. You don't know what the answer is until you do the planning. So, yes, he's 100% correct. You know, you've got to, you know, open the closet and get the boogeyman out of there. And do some planning and figure out what it is, you know, for better or for worse, right? Right. But at least you know then. Right. Well, I do I do agree where, where until you dig into it, you don't know what the problem is or how deep it goes. It could be a lot less than, than you thought, which is often the case. And I know for you, when you sit down with someone and they say, well, I don't think I can retire. I think I'm going to have to work another two years, five years. And you come back and say, guess what? You can retire tomorrow. Right. And, the, and, and you know— Surveys have been done, and so a recent one from Bankrate explored how debt and financial stressors impact the mental health of people over time. Okay. And I don't know if it's necessarily debt and stressors. I don't know if it's necessarily debt, but I, I agree with a lot of the things that it says here. And so let's go through some of these statistics yeah, quick. Sure. Because you know how I like statistics, I right? do know that. <laughs> so 57% who say money-related issues or 57% of those who say money-related issues cause a negative impact on their mental health say not having sufficient emergency savings is affecting them. So, again, having a plan 
having that money that they know where to they're going to go and get it from i think is important um 63% of those surveyed don't expect their finances to get better because of high inflation in 2023. Seems fair. I think that's kind of interesting. 63%. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, 66% of Americans don't expect their financial situation to improve this year. So that's two-thirds of people. Yeah. And 60% of U.S. adults, so this is everybody, say thinking about their finances makes them feel anxious. So that's kind of an interesting statistic too. So, so that's what, basically, you know, what does that mean feeling anxious? Just sort of unknown or or not knowing what's going to happen? Right. They're they're uncertain about the future. They're worried about it. I mean, they're worrying is what they're sure. saying. All right. You know, they're worrying about money. Yeah. And uh so I think I think again it comes down to it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the important thing. Right. Um, you know, I, I see, um, you know, I've, I've run across a few people in my career. They don't need any help. I mean, they've got it all together. Um, they've got it figured out. Um, but the thing that always, always uh, intrigued me about those individuals was how much time they had to spend in order to get that all done and i think it comes down to they didn't trust anyone to really have anyone help them and a lot of it actually came down to the fact that after i've had that conversation is it's like well why why did you decide that that you were going to you know spend an inordinate amount of time in analyzing investments figuring out tax structure doing all of these other things a lot of times it came down to um, negative feelings about uh, investment advisors, people like myself, because either they had a bad experience or their parents had a bad experience, and they threw everybody into the same bucket, so to speak, that they all were going to have a bad experience going forward with whoever they were going to work with. So they decided they just had to become, you know, and spend an inordinate amount of time and get it done themselves. Sure. And, and that's really unfortunate. Um, but one thing I would say is that, you know, our industry isn't any different than anybody else's industry is that you're always going to have bad experiences somewhere or somehow, but of all of my friends in this industry, all the conferences that I've gone to, whether it's the CFP conference or national conferences or leaders conferences, um, all the financial professionals in our town, we, for the most part, care about our clients. We strive to do our best. Um, and we we are knowledgeable people. I mean, I can't say this about everyone else, but I mean, continuing education, the amount of hours we spend just continuing to learn and stay on top of financial trends and strategies and products and everything else is enormous. Yes. So we are dedicated individuals. But I think that is, that is you know, a lot of times that goes back to that behavior, again, that bias of people looking at, you know, people, and for one reason or another, they don't choose to, you know, seek out that professional help. So, again, it's okay to ask for help, and you should go and interview, you know, several different financial planners. You know, people, you should not just 
picked the first one because he went to a workshop and is like, oh, these guys are great. I'm going to go work with them, you know, and you don't listen to anyone else. How do you know if they're the right fit? You should go talk to at least three different individual firms, find out what they do, what they can do for you. You know, are they the right firm for you? Are you comfortable with them? Do you have a good rapport with those individuals? That's, those are all important things. Yep. And and again, those are the, the, the kinds of conversations that you have. And I, I like that with the one here where you, the statistic where we're, they were talking about an insufficient um, emergency fund. To me, that's the easiest one to fix. I mean, if that's if that's a concern, then, you know, shift your focus. I mean, I don't I don't mean to sound crap. Yeah, but, it but is. That's true, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just saving a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people are paycheck to paycheck. I get it. But there's other ways to build emergency funds or other ways to look at, really, if you have, you know, an, an emergency fund or access to money. Uh, if you have a 401k, you know, you can still access it through probably a loan provision in the 401k. Even if you don't have money in the bank, you don't have to necessarily put that money on a credit card. Right. Um, and pay 20 percent interest on it or something like that. So there's there's usually good options. Usually, you know, maybe home equity lines of credit, you know, should be set up and you can view that as your emergency fund, having money that you can go and borrow at any time without mm -hmm. any questions asked. Uh, so there's lots of ways that us as professionals can guide you through that process and help build that that set of cash up. But again, it's knowing where your money goes. It's kind of like what Dave Ramsey said is, well, how do you know the budget is really that bad until you actually go down and take a look at it and, you know, lay out where all the money is going. Right. And there are strategies that, that a financial planner can help you with to set up that emergency fund to do budgeting, you know, to use sophisticated, you know, back in the day you'd use your your – envelopes where you put, you know, $5 into this envelope every paycheck and that was your, you know, appliance fund or $20 went into this envelope and that was your vacation fund or your Christmas fund or right. whatever yep. it was. Um, today makes that a whole lot easier by just setting up eight different savings accounts right. and then just transferring the money into that automatically every month. So there's there's different strategies, whether it's budgeting whether it's planning for retirement, whether it's taking care of um, longevity issues, it, you know, it's it's just better to ask for help and seek someone that can walk that path with you. Right. Um, you'll feel better about it. That's what the surveys say. I feel that way. I'm a little biased mm -hmm. on that end because that is my profession. But I will leave it at that. All right. It's okay to ask for help. I think it's good to have somebody on your side. Um, that will be an advocate for you and help you. Sure. All right. Well, hey, Mark, that's a great. Let's uh, let's plan to get together again next week. All right. Sounds good.
Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651. Or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.